You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A recent study from the World Health Organization found that long working hours, over 55 hours a week, may be a factor in the deaths of over 700,000 people a year worldwide. How can employers better manage their people, and what can workers do to avoid burnout? Here to help answer these questions is business leadership expert, Dr. Wayne Applewhite. He's author of You Know It's a Verb, Right? He's an Air Force veteran and previously an associate professor and director of graduate military programs at Boston University. Wayne, with so many people working remotely, how do they find the right balance of work and life? How they find that is that has to be an agreement between themselves and those that they work with, their team, as well as their boss. They need to have some rules of engagement and say, here are my working time slots. I'm going to work from this time to this time, if that's okay with everyone. And if everyone agrees to that, then you hit those times and that's your boundaries and you stop and you start. You work all the time you're at work and when you're off, you're off. So obviously uh, people are going to perform better. They're going to do better for the business But what can the leaders of the business do to encourage their workers to find that balance? It depends on a lot of things. Does your state, does your community, does your business have mandatory overtime? You've got to stop the mandatory overtime, or the leaders have to stop the mandatory overtime, or they have to stop the, ooh, I can get Wayne to do this, I can get Wayne to do this, I can get Wayne to do this, and just spread that or delegate those responsibilities, those accountable pieces to the larger group as opposed to just one person, because if it all befalls on one person, that person is going to work until they get it done, and that can go into the wee hours of the morning. So the bosses really have to be cognizant of who they're giving work to, who's doing the work, and what those boundaries might be that we made up early on. An idea that sometimes comes up is switching to a four-day work week. Is that a good idea? You know, again, that depends because we have some states, Alaska, California, and Nevada, according to the Society for Human Resource Management, they said that those three states have a mandatory law that if a worker works over eight hours, you've got to give them time and a half or overtime. So now you're looking at whacking out the budget. Now you're looking at possibly getting some individuals paid more and some individuals paid not as much. And you might have all kinds of problems with employees suggesting, oh, you're giving him or her more time than me because, you know, wow, you like them better. Well, that's one problem that could happen. Another problem that could happen, it's like the hare in the tortoise race. The hare sprints. And if you do that four-day work week, yay, we got it all done in four days. Well, your competitors, your customers, the consumers, they may want something more on that fifth day that there's no one at work. Your competitors who are not working the four-day work weeks, they're ahead of you in the game already, and now you're playing catch-up. So there's a few things that really have to come into play, and you've really got to understand what industry you're in. Can you do it? Because restaurants can't do that. They want to be open and grab most of that clientele as often as they can. We're talking on InfoTrack with leadership expert Dr. Wayne Applewhite. And we're talking about how employers can better manage their people and what the workers can do to avoid getting burned out. Wayne, do you have any productivity tips to help people get more done in less time? 
Absolutely. First of all, with most of us are working at home or away from the office, if you will, we've got to keep good notes. And computers are great for this. Our smartphones are good for this because it has notes. We've got to take copious notes. We've got to make sure that we have all the things down that we need to be doing. We need to make a schedule for ourselves. And you do that at the end of the day. What am I going to do tomorrow? What did I not accomplish today? And you keep that schedule. I use a spiral notebook and I jot down the things. These are the list of things that I have to do. And these are the things that I did get done. These are things I did not get done. Tomorrow I need to accomplish this, this, and this. But you have to look at the prioritizations. What do I need to do first? So keep good notes. Have a schedule, stick to that schedule, and again, let your boss know or your bosses know when you're going to report to them what you have accomplished and what you are still working on so that they don't bug you all the time and say, hey, have you got this done? Have you got this done? No, I'm going to give you a bi-weekly report and I'll let you know at that time or a weekly report, whatever we agree to, and give you that information at that time as to where we are, how well we're doing, or if I'm behind schedule. Hopefully we're not. Our guest is Dr. Wayne Applewhite. He holds a Doctor of Management degree, and he is the author of the book, You Know It's a Verb, right? Wayne, as far as motivation in the workplace, is that something that the employees can generate for themselves, or is that something that should really be coming from the leadership? Uh, Jennifer and I, my co-author, we talked about that extensively as we wrote the book, and you should be motivating yourself all the time. I believe that the bosses can't motivate me, but they can influence me to motivate myself. They can figure out what motivates me, but they can use that as an influence. And I need to be motivating myself. There's a formula that Pritchett and Campbell used, and it's a formula for performance. It says it's a functionality of ability times motivation. If I have 100% of the ability to do something and I am zero motivated to do it, Chris, you and I both know that anything times zero is what? Zero. It's zero, exactly. So if I'm not motivated, if the group's not motivated, if the task force is not motivated, it doesn't get done. What can the boss do? The boss can lead us to water, but he can't make us drink. We've got to be motivated ourselves to do that. So to answer your question, we should always be motivating ourselves. And once we get back to the workforce, wherever that new normal is going to be, we need to pick up that motivation step and continue on with that. Wayne, as we transition out of the COVID-19 situation, what is it that leaders can do to help their workers get back in the groove? Oh, what a fun question. Communication. (laughs) Communication is key. And we don't practice communication much these days because most of the things we do, I was a sports guy and talking to you before this, you said you weren't necessarily into sports, but one of my best coaches always said, what you do in practice is how you're going to play in the game. But Chris, you and I and everyone else, most of us in America and the world, we drive. Do you drive a car, an automobile? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Are you incensed at times with individuals who are changing lanes or cutting in front of you or stopping in front of you and you have no idea and then all of a sudden they're turning? Well, you know what? (laughs) I think car dealers can make about $500 extra by using or selling those optional equipment on cars because people don't use blinkers anymore as we should. They think that we can read their minds. They, we think that they're going to come over. We think they're going to turn. We think they're going to do this, but, but we have no idea. Same thing at work. 
communication. We think the boss is going to make a decision. We think the boss is going to tell us something. We think the boss is going to give us the budget we're looking for. There needs to be a solid road of two-way street of communication and acknowledgement that the leader can do. The leader should also be looking at what got us to thrive in this pandemic and leverage that and bring that to the table to get our mojos back, if you will. Dr. Wayne Applewhite and his book is You Know It's a Verb, Writes, co-authored by Jennifer Millius. Dr. Applewhite, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Chris, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.